Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Hero for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me, as always, is uh, Russian spy Connor Lawler. I cannot reveal where or what I'm doing. <laughs> Something oh. like that. Oh, the, the perfect spy would hide the Russian accent, actually. That's that's quite clever. You ever seen Scarlett Johansson in the movies? Not a near bit of Russian accent on her. <laughs> Not a near bit. <laughs> Well, best actress of our generation could play any role. As exactly. We uh, but Connor, hello. How is you? What hero or zero is our? If you don't know, Sean doesn't normally do the introductions. <laughs> so, and um, this is Hero Zero, where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I normally choose DC, and Sean normally chooses a little company called Marvel. He's on their payroll. Um, he's yes. always said all their movies are so good, especially Toward the Dark World, you said. I think it's not bad. I think there's definitely worse films in the world. There's evidence of payroll. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, last week I did The Black Hand, who has a major part of DC storylines, and he's, he's kind of under the radar Green Lantern villain. He's pretty big. Sean... Who are you doing this week? It is your week. Yes, I am doing quite an iconic comic character, actually, um, which I feel doesn't get the the praise they deserve. Um, I'm do- now, I'll, I'll give her real name first, and then we can see if, if you know her. I'm go- covering a character called Anna Marie Lebeau, Connor. Oh, I know that name. L- Lebeau. Why do I know yeah. Lebeau? Because it's rogue. Ah, yes, of course. Yes, I do yeah. apologise. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem at all. So, uh, I'm just going to do a quick backstory on Rogue, go through powers and abilities, and of course the Marvel 1-7 to rating system at the end. So, starting off, um, her parents, Owen and Priscilla, married early in their relationship and lived in a hippie commune in Mississippi. Sorry, is her father named Bone? Owen. 
Oh, it's Syracuse. <laughs> I thought Good you start. said Bone and Priscilla, and I thought, that's a cool name. <laughs> Bone and Priscilla. Bone LeBeau. <laughs> Bo- He's Randy Savage from the first Spider-Man. Bone saw. <laughs> that is a reference. <laughs> the um, And so, the also, the reason you would know LeBeau, it's actually her married name. Uh, For a gambit. Gamut, Remy LeBeau. Yeah. That's it. Uh, but yeah, they married early. They lived in Mississippi. They were hippies. Um, she was also involved with her aunt Carrie, who was her mother's sister, right? Um, the commune that they lived with attempted to use Native American mysticism uh, to reach another world, which resulted in Rogue's mother disappearing. We're going early. This has changed early, I will say that. Rogue has been around quite a while, so I have a lot of ground to cover. Okay, when did when was her first year? Sorry, I didn't hear uh, that. I I didn't actually find out. Ah, Hang on, of course. <laughs> no, no, I'll get it now, Connor. Don't you worry. So you just meant to, you meant to do a bit of research for the show. Yes, yeah, even just I do. A, an issue, Connor. I can't stress how much ground I have to cover. <laughs> all I'm asking is where the ground starts. That's all oh. I'm asking. Below your feet. She uh, appeared first in Avengers Annual number 10 in August of 1981. Okay, that's fair enough. Now I have now, a bit of... Rese- like, now I know. That really helps know. me. Yeah, frame of reference there. So, Sorry, just really um, quickly, who was she created by? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so after her mother's disappearance, uh, she was taken into her aunt's care, um, who... In contrast to her mother, was very strict and uh, authoritative, which led to Anna Marie becoming a, re- a, be- a rebellious child, prompting her to run away from home as a teenager, gaining her the nickname Rogue. Oh, okay. I didn't know where that nickname came from. Yeah, it's a really ham-fisted way of doing it. Very oh, ham-fisted. They, I'm assuming they probably started with her in the comic books and then worked back. Like, how did she yeah, get this name? Gave all of this after the fact. Um, like, and this is a thing I think everyone knows about Rogue. But at some point, she grew close to a boy named Cody Robbins. During their flirtation, Rogue impulsively kissed Cody. At which point, her when latent well. mutant... Went, went great. Her mutant power to absorb the life energy and psyche of others with skin-to-skin contact emerged. I, I've and seen so, X-Men 1. Uh, we've all seen X-Men 1. It's great. <laughs> First uh, scene. No, actually, it's, it's after second scene. <laughs> second scene. Pretty early on, though. Uh, Cody was left in a coma from which he would not awaken. Hmm. Uh, Rogue was traumatised by the experience and started to wear clothing that would conceal her body eliminating the possibility of accidental skin contact. So she knows, um, like, straight away that it's skin-on-skin contact, really? She figures it out, yeah. Mm, um, okay. It's kind of a bit of a trial-and-error thing. Um, she's not able to control it, and so she started to just become really withdrawn and started missing actually having human contact, which is quite a fuck thing to imagine when you yes. think of it. Um not long after, Rogue was approached by Mystique, um, who basically adopted her, took her in as a daughter. Um, Interesting, okay. Yeah, because it's just like Mystique just took a shine to her and was like, oh, she's a good kid. She just deserves someone to look after her. But is Mystique not bad? Well, yeah, she's bad, but like she still will care about people and things. 
Okay, like Nightcrawler or something of such like yeah, that. Yeah, Nightcrawl- Nightcrawler and Rogue consider themselves brother and sister. I did not know that. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. It's really nice. Uh, in time, now here's the thing, it is Mystique, so turned rogues mystique turned rogues loneliness envy bitterness and despair into anger yeah. thus recruiting her into the brotherhood of evil mutants makes sense a few magneto speeches later yes and that's all it takes sometimes to make her fight against superheroes such as the x-men uh, dazzler and the avengers connor all of them all of them at once <laughs> Oh, sometimes, sometimes, yes. Sorry, how did the Dazzler get her own mention between the X-Men and the Avengers? Because I think because Rogue and Dazzler have this on-again, off-again, hating each other thing. I think because they were both women introduced in the 80s. Oh, so they they, have to dislike each other. They have to dislike each other. They can't be friends. Of course. Um, (laughs) And so later, Rogue encountered the superhero Ms. Marvel later to be known as Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Yeah. Um, Rogue and Miss Marvel fought, and through prolonged contact, during which Miss Marvel fought valiantly to remain conscious, Rogue absorbed her alien-based powers and memories. Because of her Cree blood, uh, it was actually permanent. So Rogue permanently gained Miss Marvel's incredible strength, near invulnerability, the power of flight also. What? Yeah, so That's she... mad. The reason Rogue has more than just absorbing people's powers is because she absorbed Captain Marvel's powers. Do you know, I always wondered that with the cartoon. I was like, why is she able to fly? Because yeah. unless she's like draining somebody else. But then I suppose your kid brain is just like, well... She's a superhero. She can just fly. All superheroes can fly. Yeah, yeah that's but just no, it's the actually idea. like addressed. So that means she's basically invulnerable. Like she's like a god. Pretty much, yeah. Like holy she's shit, ridiculously strong. And this is still early doors as well. It so, gets but, more wild. And is she as strong as Miss Marvel? Just early on. Uh, I think it's like it's mostly as str- like function. Like she doesn't have the energy blasts and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but she she can just drain everybody else's life while punching your head off. And yeah, and do it 50 feet in the air if she wants. Fucking hell. Okay. Uh, so she began to suffer, however, from having Carol Danvers's memories in her head. Because oh, it's not... She, she sucks the memories as well. Yeah, she gets the memories, the psyche, basically. She okay. gets a, a part of that. Usually it doesn't last. Like it sticks around for a little bit and it leaves like residuals. But with Captain Marvel, it just stayed there. She could never right. get rid of it. Um, desperate, she turned to Professor Charles Xavier. Um, so she went up to the school for gifted mutants. She was attacked on sight mm-hmm. uh, because she was an enemy at that point. Um, and Xavier, however, he loves all mutants. So he welcomed her in and said, look, I'll help you. I'll do my best. Also, he can um, read her mind. He can read her mind as well, yeah, and he can, you know, shut down basically those Captain Marvel memories. While doing this, the X-Men threatened to leave if he allowed Rogue to stay. Right, I suppose, because she's like, she's Magneto's friend and she just nearly killed Ms. Marvel. 
Yeah, and like she's she's fought against basically every hero at this point, Dazzler included. Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> Dazzler included, but also forgotten. <laughs> and look, Professor X reminded the X Men that no, we're here to help. Give her a chance, basically. Um, and so, not long after this, she hung ar- hung around with the X Men. She was like, "Okay, I'm going to stay with these guys." And then they travelled to Japan to attend the wedding of Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine was at first enraged to seeing Rogue joining the X-Men. I feel like his natural state is enraged. Well, but on his wedding day, Connor. Yeah, he's even more enraged than usual, and he already is enraged. He was, yeah, and she had to earn his trust by saving the life of his fiancée while the X-Men fought a bunch of villains. It was a wedding of Wolverine thing and you needed some drama at the I time. mean, it's a, it's a comic book wedding. What's going to happen? They're going to be attacked. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We've all seen Fantastic Four 2, Rise of Silver Surfer. I mean, uh, I watch it every day. Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Over time, uh, Rogue eventually earned the respect of all the X-Men and became a valued and trusted member of the team. Mystique once attempted to rescue Rogue from the X-Men thinking that Professor X had forced her to leave the Brotherhood and brainwashed her. But Rogue told her that she had joined of her own free will. See, she doesn't realise she was brainwashed in the first place. Now it's she's a classic been allowed, brainwashing move. Yeah, now she's been allowed to do what she wants to do. So that's the end of the backstory for Rogue. I really wanted to get across she was a villain and then turned hero and is now full-time hero. Right, okay. Because... Her powers and abilities get a bit wild. So I'm also interested in her and Gambit, but I'm assuming that's just mostly all canon that they're together. Yeah, yeah, like they're just they're they're both like New Orleans and stuff like that, and they're just like it's, they, it's they like, it's like, Jean, like Grey, Jean Grey Cyclops. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, like I'll, it's there's a lot of it, and it you know it's. They're together and they're not together and they're together yeah. and they're not together. Yeah. But they're always together, basically. Yeah, it always comes back together in the end. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so her main power is power absorption. So she can absorb the powers, energies, memories, knowledge, talents, personality and physical abilities of another human being or some members of sentient alien races. Um, she requires physical contact of her skin with the skin of the other person. Um, she has also she she has also absorbed psionic abilities, so energy based weaponry and stuff like that. Okay, and then the basically she can also possess the powers of several superhuman persons at once. Right, so she could have Cyclops's and Jean Grey's and Wolverine's powers at the exactly. same time. Right. And the Captain Marvel powers that she just has all the time. So if they're going into battle, would they not just all let her just take all of their powers and go in by herself? They just put their hands in a circle and they're like, X-Men! Like they Yu-Gi-Oh it. <laughs> they, they Yu-Gi-Oh between all the friends and then they just send her in to be an absolute war machine. That's the thing, but like you have to remember that by doing that, most of the time the person she touches is like knocked out. Yeah, like really so, weak. Yeah, you're kind of consolidating all of the X-Men into one person. And it's a very strong person at that point. But if they're defeated, you're gone. 
Okay, makes sense. Um, the the abilities and memories are absorbed for a time sixty second sixty times longer. Excuse me, sixty times longer than the period of time that Rogue was in physical contact with that person. Okay, so, so for one second is a minute. Yes, exactly. One minute okay. would be six minutes, sixty minutes, an hour even. Yeah. Um, so that's just I like how that scales. I think that's interesting. And while most of her life, her use of this power was involuntary, Rogue has recently gained full control over it. Right, so she can touch people. Yeah, she can She can turn it on and off now. Basically, she figured it out. I don't know if that makes the character more or less interesting. I think it's less interesting if she's able to control it. it, it, it yeah, it kind of... Because otherwise... What's stopping her from being the most powerful person? She could just like, go around just doing it to everybody and not doing it to the people that she likes. But Exactly. I like the idea that she just can't touch people and then that's a whole other character motivation or a character trauma that she can write stories around. But, I mean, she's been around for that many years. They've probably written all the stories. That's that's the thing. I I like it more when she has to like balance like the use of the power of her. Like she like the usual thing is like she wears gloves and shit like that. It's just an interesting way yeah, and that then the character has big, to manage their life. The, the big moment where she takes off the glove and everyone's like, "Are you sure?" Or she's like, "Are you sure?" And the other person's like, "Yeah, do it to me now, even though I'm going to yeah. get knocked out." To the point, she used to wear like ruby sunglasses in case she absorbed Cyclops's powers. Oh, that's so cool! It wouldn't just explode everywhere. Like it's it's things like that that characters have to think about that I really like. Yeah, that's like a character trait that it's interesting. I think it's less interesting when she just is able to control that. Yeah, yeah, and look, that's how it is at the minute. Usually, it's fucking random shit. Exactly, exactly. Um, The power is potentially lethal. Her flirtation, Cody Robbins, as we said, was in a comatose state for roughly a decade after her powers first manifested. He never fully awakened and finally passed on instead of remaining on life support. Fuck, okay. However, Rogue has never actually killed with her powers. Um, The way it's said on the wiki, she only sent victims into a permanent vegetative state. I, I mean, yeah, I suppose, like... Is it as bad? It's probably it's, worse, right? It is, but like technically, technically it's fine. <laughs> and <laughs> and we're we're technically, back to, it's fine. Episode. We're back to the, to the technically, it's fine. I mean, you get into the vault with like Batman doesn't kill people, but he just breaks all their bones and just leaves yeah, them like, in a coma. Beat them within an inch of their life. Like, like technically, he doesn't kill, but he ruins that man's life. It's look. His conscience is clear, so is Rogue's, is okay. how I read this. Fair um, as she As she is absorbing the total psyche of a person, there is a risk of a personality overwhelming her and taking control of her body. For so, forever or for a period of time? For a period of time, um, kind of until the effects of her mutant power wear off. Now, I just thought of a story idea, like almost immediately. So, okay. I'm sure it's been done a hundred times, but she touches Magneto, he takes over her body, he has all of her powers and his powers, and his personality is strong enough to take over everybody. 
I don't know for sure if that happened, but I nearly feel like it has because it's it so far. It definitely has. Right. It definitely has. If it hasn't, what are they up to? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and even though she forgets the memories she has absorbed after the kind of power transfer, echoes of all the personalities of all the people she's ever absorbed do remain in her mind. Ooh, that's a that's a very edgy character thing. Yeah, it's a very, like, I have all the memories of all the villains and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, robots are mostly immune to her power. Um, depending on the amount of organic material left, she can sometimes affect cyborgs. Um, she occasionally has been able to absorb Colossus's power. It depends on who's writing her. Uh, sometimes in his metal form, he can't be absorbed. But sometimes it can, and then you have Metal Rogue, which is really cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And now, initially, um, she was unable to absorb the powers of a character called Wonder Man, who is made of living ionic energy. So he's not human anymore, basically. Okay. Um, much in the same way as, remember I said Ulysses Claw is made out of sound. Yeah, I remember you saying that, yes. <laughs> and it made no sense then either. No, it made, it made uh, no sense then. still doesn't make any sense. Wonder Man is that, but with ionic energy. So like of particles course. and shit like we that. We all understand uh, what you're saying, Sean. It's obvious. A man is made of ionic energy. I get it. Of course. Jeez, stop beating me over the head. However, in recent months, she has been able to absorb him with no problem at all. Um, and then... There was a thing in Marvel called um, Strain 88. It was a pandemic that amplified mutant powers, basically. Um, What it did to Rogue was it made the effects of her touch instantly permanent and all-consuming. So So wait, the the other person is immediately just, like, dead? Immediately comatose, and she just has the powers. And she can't, like, wake them up. Like, she just has the powers forever. She just has the powers forever. And it was fixed, and everything went back to normal. But okay. for a while there, any time she touched someone, they were fucked. Ooh, pandemic sound bad. Hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, and look, also, um, the way it works for a while, Professor X used to help her build like mental barriers in her mind, um, that would basically stop her like subdue her powers a bit and that's how it used to be now she's just kind of um developed the ability to turn the powers on and off at will um by training it basically yeah i think a lot of it is like you build up the barriers but then if you're around for story long enough like eventually you have to be like she can control it herself that's just the way it goes in comic books but then eventually what'll happen is she'll go too powerful and then they'll have a scene where professor x is like i will put them back in we're going to control you again. Yeah, yeah. It's very like, um, do you remember in X-Men 2? He plays psychic dampers on Jean Grey. Yes. And that, that ended well for everyone involved. Especially James Marston. I'm pretty positive James survives that. Yeah, yeah, he does. He definitely does. Yeah, sure, he's at the end of Days of Future Past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a new thing that Rogue does in recent comics is that she will ask consent for people to say to like t- for her to touch them basically um so 
the thing she can the victim can either resist the absorption of the powers and suffer like it usually is or instead submit to the absorption and so the process becomes like really smooth no consequences at all they don't go into comas or anything like that um, okay. because you're not fighting it i think is the argument um she has done this um when she was aiding the victims of a subway collapse and she took all like kind of what you were saying she took all of the people doing rescue took all of their abilities and just saved everyone herself because it was easier to send one person down than 40 right okay That's but she really asked them, she was like yeah and she was like look if you can do this just give me everything and i'll do it because she asked and they were cool with it then they were fine fuck okay i mean like she's basically a god pretty much yeah um like she has the usual stuff um oh so uh, also because she absorbed wonder man's powers um the tissues and bones of her entire body have now been augmented in strength um and she is now composed of organic organic matter that is permeated with ionic energy so she's made of ions now. She has superhuman strength, superhuman speed, stamina, durability, agility, reflexes, flight. Functionally immortal. Good stuff. <laughs> because of the ionic energy that empowers her, she no longer ages and is immune to disease and infection. I'm just going to say, by the way, I have no idea what an ionic energy is. I'm just going with you. That's, that's absolutely fair there. Because so. I feel like a lot of people listening are the same as me. I'm just letting you go. <laughs> ionic energy. <laughs> ionic energy. So basically, okay, this this is going to turn into a Wonder Man hero or zero. Um, basically, it's made up. It just turns you into energy. Um, Baron Zemo blasted a dude with this who hated Tony Stark and was like, I'll give you the powers to defeat Tony Stark. So he turned him into ionic energy. Basically, it means he can kind of control every every atom of his body he can okay. control it so he can fly and has super strength he doesn't need to eat he can breathe underwater okay he, can, he okay. doesn't have to breathe he's it's made of energy bullshit he's made yeah. of energy so is rogue now <laughs> but what I, also what i didn't uh, mention there was you said that she's basically immortal invulnerable to everything that she yep. cannot be poisoned she's unstoppable i could only assume Pretty much. Um, she also, as I said, no longer requires food, water, or oxygen. <laughs> um, <laughs> ah, right. So we couldn't even just choke her or anything. Like she doesn't need any oxygen. No, no, you can't. You can't choke her out. Um, she's also. Uh, she learned acrobatics from Gambit. What is the point? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she can fly. <laughs> also, Gambit must be like. Any fight that occurs, just go get him, Rogue. Just, <laughs> I'll stand here. I'll, I'll watch the car, honey. <laughs> yeah. Look, I've got your back. If they surround you, I'm coming in, right? But you have this under control. And so, just very quickly then, onto Rogue's Marvel 1-7 to rating system. Same it's kind of a tricky board. So, yeah, so base, base level, just Rogue on her own. Uh, intelligence of three, strength of five, speed of five, durability of six, energy projection of one, and fighting skills of three. Ah, but she's made but, of energy now. 
she's made of energy and also she can absorb anyone's powers. So she's seven. So she's sevens across the board, which is ludicrous. Yeah, it just depends on her mood and who she's around. Yeah, like it doesn't matter really who she's fighting because she can just take their powers and turn yeah, so, them into a coma. I mean, how can you write a story about Someone that? Someone she can't touch, basically. I, I suppose, yeah, he can't get near them. Yeah, like she'd have fierce trouble fighting Cloak uh, from Cloak and Dagger because ah, he's non-corporeal. Yes. It's, like, uh, it's like if Superman could suck other people's powers. Pretty much, actually, yeah. <laughs> Like if Superman could like high five Green Lantern and get all of Green Lantern's powers. I think Rogue would beat Superman. I definitely think so. I definitely think so. And I never say that because I always think Superman's broken that he would just beat everybody. No, but what you need to ask is could Superman beat Superman? And yes, he could. Ah, but she wouldn't beat Green um, or Mash Manhunter because he would just turn uh, like completely make himself invisible or turn his body so that she can't touch him. That's very true. She would also probably come up in trouble against the Flash because he can vibrate himself so quickly that things just pass through him, can't he? Yeah. And there's no point in even so, going near Batman. Like, oh no, I'm a human. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but, but look, she would get all of Batman's skills and knowledge. Ah, like, yes. Of course. Now she, she can do flips when she does lasers. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so, look... I feel, I feel I might have rushed that, but I was very nervous about just going into all of Rogue's stories and backstory that she's ever been in. Because she pops up so often, especially with all the animated series stuff. Like she's, And I mean, if you want to learn more, I would recommend going to watch the 90s cartoon. It still holds up. It still holds up. There is an episode where she steals Captain Marvel. Not steals, but she gets Captain Marvel's powers. And there's an episode dedicated is to Is Captain that. Marvel in that series? Yeah, for, for to give Rogue her powers, yeah. That's fucking mad. That series, like, they just had free reign. They were like... They did was, whatever they wanted. Like, it was 1993, Batman the Animated Series was going, Spider-Man was going, fuck it, let's do this. Let's just do whoever we want. We have free reign with all Marvel characters. That was the closest we had to the MCU back in the day. Yeah, and because they did, the, like, the Phoenix story and everything. Yeah. Fuck, we should watch that for... Let's watch, Let's watch it. Let's watch it. I want to see it again. Just as friends. And then I'll watch Young Justice. <laughs> you never will. You never, never will. will. Never have, never will. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have on Rogue. Uh, ridiculously powerful character who people think is just the girl who touches people and kills them. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's a level that I didn't realise that she was at. I just thought she had the power to take people's abilities and then use them. But she has permanently Captain Marvel's powers so I'm gonna assume that I mean she can also then she must be better than Captain Marvel like she has Captain Marvel's powers and they can take your powers too (laughs) yeah she could she could be the entire Fantastic Four in one person if she wanted to (sighs) but you wouldn't want to be Reed Richards (laughs) no noted bastard Reed Richards (laughs) <laughs> oh Ben Grimm I'm having a great time Jesus Reed <laughs> he's coming through his memories oh god he's such a miserable man <laughs> um, do you want me to take us out Chad yes please Connor so um, if you liked what you heard you can give us a like and um, a like and review on any podcast platform that you are currently listening to this on it would really help us out just in terms of the algorithm and stuff we do this every single week where we choose one comic book character 
and we just go through them, DC and Marvel, so... If you don't like this character, or you don't like last week's character, there's definitely a character somewhere in our catalogue that you're, like, interested in, either DC or Marvel, um, or you the want to learn more about. The Orb, perhaps. Tim Drake, episode three. It's my fave. We peaked. Is it really? We peaked early. We've peaked um, a three. Peaked a three, Jesus. The mics are a lot different, though. <laughs> the quality I would say level. so. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you can do that, or you can head on over to any of our... Uh, Social media platforms for so Twitter at Here's for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook, Here's for Hire Podcast. Instagram, Here's for Hire Podcast. We also have a Facebook discussion group called Detective Devilman's Discussion Group if you want to have a chat with all the other listeners. Um, and we also have a Patreon if you want to support the show that way. You get a shout out, you get all this extra content up there, you get mugs, t shirts, all sorts of stuff up there. Um, we recently did a review of The Amazing Spider Man. And it is, it is a movie. And it's it, a movie it's, that came out. It's a movie that came out, and we watched it. And so that's up there. We've got reviews of all the other Spider-Man. Actually, I think doing what we're missing is Spider-Man One. The Raimi Spider-Man One, yeah, yeah. Because we've done, Far we have done the amazing. Uh, no, we did Far From Home on the show on a free oh, we did. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lazarus Pit. So that's actually, if you want to listen to our Far From Home review, it's one of the movie Mondays. I can't remember which week. Just search it. It'll be yeah. Just, just search Spider Man. Well, that's actually that's a tough search. <laughs> just search Spider Man into Google and hope. <laughs> <laughs> Go to page okay, page two maybe. We're still. We'll in- say page two. Our SEO will say two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and most importantly, you can tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Lee. And we shall see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.